when I'm uh, dressed as I like, I feel super powerful and super confident in myself. So in a way, clothes for me are like uh, an armor that uh, a knight put on uh, himself and uh, goes to, uh, to battle, but I'm not going to any battle. So I'm just meeting outside world. And I'm happy that we have a lot of uh, talented designers in Ukraine that are known uh, all over the world and um, that uh, are proud to say that uh, their clothes are made in Ukraine and they are of high, high quality. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kiev, so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country, invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help clean the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me so many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I couldn't return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19. So this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranking number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in Switzerland, top 60 travel podcasts in the United Kingdom, top 25 travel podcasts on Apple Russia, and top 20 on Apple Poland. My guest today is Anna Konstantinova. From Cherkasy to the Institut Francais de la Mode, Anna is the fashion and sustainability editor at Primetime Magazine. She is a sustainability-minded stylist and the co-founder of the leisure wear fashion brand NAN in Ukraine. Anna, how are you today? Hello, I'm fine, thank you. And how are you today? I am happy, glad, and very, very excited to have this discussion with you because you are someone very interesting. And to give a background to the listeners, can you share the simple story that made you the Anna of today? Uh, first, thank you for the opportunity uh, to talk with you. And uh, it was uh, great listening to your story. Very interesting. So Anna, as I'm today, uh, began maybe in the seventh grade uh, with the interest in fashion when I was watching like uh, fashion related programs on TV and I thought to myself wow that's so interesting and the clothes are beautiful and uh, maybe someday I will be in Paris uh, working uh, or either as a journalist or as a designer or a stylist 
I had no idea then uh, whom I wanted to be, but uh, I realized that uh, I like fashion so much that I was like thinking every day about um, uh, about it, about the designers, about people who work in the industry. And then I somehow um, went to the university and um, gained my uh, bachelor's degree in marketing and was not thinking about fashion at all. And um, sometime later, I realized that uh, still it's like uh, something uh, maybe in my mind, uh, in the background that I'm buying all these uh, glossy magazines and watching all these programs and then uh, Style.com emerged and I was like wa watching all those shows, um, details of the shows, I knew a lot of models, a, a lot of designers and then um, I got a family and kids and um, I thought, well, maybe I will do something with my passion. So first I did, decided to be a stylist and I um, did some things in that field, uh, just tried everything that I, uh, just to see what I liked, what suited me. And then I thought, well, maybe I will um, uh, get some knowledge about the fashion industry industry itself uh, how one, are, how one second because i'm very curious about two things right now that are important and also of course you will continue your story but then to ask you two things one you said at seven years old when you saw uh, things about fashion and you imagine yourself in paris and you thought the clothes are beautiful well what was the biggest most attractive thing about fashion for you even in that time is it glamour is it the beauty is it the artistic expression is it that feeling of feeling beautiful and be looking your best or what was it exactly like if you can define it and you said when you had a family and children you decided to follow back your passion well did you have a moment where you felt look I am being a mother, of course, I love my children, but I'm sacrificing all my life for them. I should also be happy and do something for myself that will make me happy. Or it was saying, I have children, I don't want to be uh, someone who doesn't give them the best role model. And I want to show them that someone can succeed following their passion. So it's uh, two questions. But uh, if you need me to repeat or anything, feel free to do so. And please comment. Uh, so first um, about the uh, about fashion, it was uh, just uh, I remember even vividly right now the model that uh, that was walking down the runway. I think it was Helmut Lang um, show. I don't remember the year, but uh, she was like in this uh, thigh high boots uh, and uh, something like a trench coat, and she was moving so graciously. And I thought, well. First, uh, it's about the craftsmanship of people that created the clothes. And then it's about uh, the vision of the designer who thought that, well, um, an elegant woman um, have to look like that or must look like that or maybe should look like that. I don't know what, uh, uh, what ideas came to the designer. So I thought uh, that um, it's an uh, like um, uh, the highest point of what a woman should um, 
be in her clothes maybe i'm a little bit old-fashioned uh, for someone uh, younger than me uh, sounding old-fashioned because i think that uh, it's all about um, elegance and uh, grace and um, appropriateness of clothes uh, in our time that um, um, describe a woman anna i have a really really then interesting question you said you have this um old-fashioned way in some way of viewing how a woman should look and it's all about elegance appropriateness and gracefulness well then two things and I, I seem to be asking too many double questions but one how do you comment about the more current style of female fashion in Ukraine and Kiev what is your comment on it and how would you wish to change it if you could and the other one you spoke about how the vision of the design as a designer about how a woman should dress to be elegant and you spoke about how the model was moving gracefully so even two more questions one is then are you a very big appreciator of dance and ballet and that graceful movement and therefore you value movement as well i mean of course you do but like highly or are you more about that elegance, that fashion, that idea turned into reality on a body of a woman who is elegant, as well as where do you think that traditional idea came from? Did you um, happen to be raised by parents who were very traditional and you enjoyed and preferred that rather than being more of a rebel? Or is it something that you view yourself as an elegant woman and therefore you wish to share this with the world. And I know that's a lot of things, but whatever was meaningful to you in these questions, please comment and answer. Uh, so I'll, I'll start with, uh, with the last questions. I think that, um, uh, well, I was raised in uh, a family where, um, well, books were read uh, mainly by my grandfather. Uh, so I think that he taught me something about uh, um, uh, like arts and maybe uh, culture and books and literature and uh, uh, cinema and stuff like that. And also I don't uh, know her, unfortunately, but my mother's uh, mother, she was a tailor and she was a, a very respected one in her time. Uh, but um, my mother tells me that somehow maybe it influenced me, but I don't, I don't know how, but still. And um, I think that... Um, about the clothes, I, I appreciate uh, uh, any kind of art and I love pictures, I love ballet, I love uh, uh, cinema, I love everything that is that you can see and um, you can uh, like visualize. I don't really like, um, I, I like music as well, but um, I prefer images and I live uh, with them in my mind. So uh, it's uh, the way I noticed the model as she was walking, it was like uh, the way um, clothes were moving with her and the way um, uh, they were, uh, they hugged her, her figure and um, uh, I can imagine how she felt in, in them. So whenever I dress for every day or for any festive occasion, I, I dress like that uh, in my, with that mind, uh, idea in my mind. Uh, and um, 
as uh, I, I told you about old fashioned, uh, me being old fashioned, I, I, I describe it myself, maybe I'm not, but um, uh, fashion uh, or style uh, of our uh, generation, uh, I don't know how to correctly say that, of uh, Generation Z and maybe a little bit of millennials is uh, for, uh, comfort. And I appreciate comfort in clothes, but still I think that um, we have to dress up when we go out, I cannot afford myself to go in trainers out or other uh, than my apartment. So uh, even um, even like uh, to the to the nearest shop to buy something, I will put on jeans. So it's uh, a way of uh, viewing myself and my life and people around me as uh, how uh, people should uh, put clothes and how sh they should uh, view themselves in them. And uh, One second, this is so beautiful. No, really. So I'm going to ask about two things. You mentioned about how um, the model felt or should have felt or you imagined she would have felt in those clothes. Well, to you, if you could describe the emotion or feeling when you are dressed elegantly and gracefully, where do you feel it? What is that emotion? As well as if you, you spoke about how people should, should, which, which comes from two things. Are you a perfectionist? Are you very like hard on yourself with very strict expectations? Or this is just an assumption? As well as you spoke about like your identity, so what is your more descriptive identity? I understand now for you, you, you describe or you view yourself as an elegant, graceful woman. And that, that is in a way the way you should be. What else if you would describe yourself? So two things, the feeling that you feel when you are dressed elegantly, as well as your identity, more than just an elegant woman. What other things do you view yourself as it's better that you are this way and you are that way in your mind uh well um when i'm uh, dressed as i like i feel super powerful and super confident in myself so in a way clothes for me are like uh, an armor that uh, a knight put on uh, himself and uh, goes to uh, to battle but i'm not going to any battle so i'm just meeting outside world so, wait 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 this uh, is beautiful this is beautiful so <laughs> when you were 7 years old did you have an experience or a situation or a life experience where you did not feel powerful you felt a bit weak or hurt or vulnerable and therefore that first experience of seeing a woman walking so confidently and dressed really elegantly in a way gave you the understanding that clothes can give you that internal confidence so that you can be powerful in life not like before where you were more vulnerable uh, I think I think yes uh, now that you put it like that because I was um, raised in a um, well, in a Soviet Union uh, and uh, during uh, that time, and we didn't have a lot of money. So my clothes were modest to say the least. Sometimes they, they were not mine. Even uh, someone gave uh, them to our family for me to wear and for my brother as well. So yes, I felt, uh, I think that it, uh, I didn't like that profoundly. And I even maybe if it is, it's a strong word, but I hated it. And I always wanted uh, to have my 
my own clothes um, the way I wanted them to be, like uh, uh, like a cool jacket or uh, an expensive pair of jeans. So maybe it was uh, connected with uh, with the lack of money and um, clothes that I didn't like to wear. And as I grew older, I uh, started working and stuff like that, and I did. Uh, started to buy clothes that I really liked, uh, not just uh, those that everyone wa uh, was wearing or uh, the trend or stuff like that, because uh, it was, uh, um, I created an image in my head uh, of a woman that I would like to be and the clothes that she wear. And uh, I live by that uh, uh, right now as well. So I um, consider myself to be a bit um, maybe traditional if not uh, to tell uh, if not to say old-fashioned but maybe traditional in that way so and when you ask me about um, um, I, I, I think that I view myself I, I cannot remember how you put it correctly but uh, now I wear the clothes uh, because maybe I uh, of a certain style because uh, now I'm older a bit but when I was younger I was really a rebel so it was all like um, holes and uh, um, and uh, whatever I put uh, on myself in the morning it was uh, crazier crazier um, just to drive my mom crazy maybe sometimes and it was like an expression of me at that time but then I finished that phase and uh, I looked at the clothes that I wore like maybe when I was 17 and I tell myself well that was so cool but now I'm done with that so maybe um, people that are wearing the the clothes of that style now uh, I, I don't know maybe grunge or uh, rock and roll or whatever they are just maybe uh, having a phase of uh, something like that in their life and they express uh, themselves with that clothing. But uh, I have expressed myself and now I express it uh, in another way. So uh, Thank you. anyway. And more, you know, there is, this is so cool. If I understood correctly, and please comment to you in a um, part of your life when you didn't have much money, someone else was basically controlling your clothing even sometimes it was given to you, so you had no choice. So in a way, clothing to you are a display of your independence. In that phase, first was independence from your mom and parents. And then after that, it's independence from poverty to show yourself that you can choose the pieces you like. And in other ways as well, elegance is related to wealth. So in some ways, you tell yourself, okay, I am now not that poor little girl anymore. I'm now not only dressing exactly how I want, but I dress like the wealthy person who has that control. And therefore, please comment on this as well as, do you try to have like an organized life as well and to feel to that you have more and more control in different areas of your life, not only in fashion, or is just this just an assumption? Um, the first part of your question, I guess that's right, uh, because I'm not, um, um, I don't think that I'm, I'm pursuing wealth as, uh, as uh, 
wealth goes. Uh, it's just uh, I appreciate beautiful clothes and beautiful clothes cannot always uh, must be like super expensive because it's all related to marketing and designer names and stuff like that. I just appreciate the craftsmanship of people who create them. Therefore, I um, uh, I relate to myself now that uh, uh, not not the relate, relate part, but uh, I can uh, I. I agree with you that you told me that I um, view myself as an independent right now because I have the uh, the right and the power and the will to do whatever I like with my clothes, unlike um, uh, the times when uh, my mother um, told me to uh, wear whatever we had to wear, otherwise I will like freeze, uh, stuff like that. So uh, yes, the first part of your question was correct. and. Um, uh, yes, I, I'm a perfectionist. I remember that you asked that. Yes, I'm a perfectionist. I love control, but it just uh, makes my life uh, easier because I don't like uh, chaos and uh, I don't function in chaos uh, well. So for me, it's better to have um, at least uh, some main points in mind to be organized or planned. And then uh, now I'm starting to... Uh, live by uh, letting some things sleep uh, through my hands and be okay with that but otherwise I like when uh, things are planned for me but uh, I don't I cannot say that about fashion because it changes so quickly and trends uh, come and, and go all the time so fashion is a bit uh, tricky in that way <laughs> well this is wonderful so two things how do you raise your children? Do you try to have that more of a structured, organized life for them? Or do you try to make them a bit more opposite to who you are? Because perfectionism is in many ways a painful life to have. It's not an easy thing to be a perfectionist. So about the raising children. And the second, how do you convey your principles and views on fashion in your brand of leisure wear, none. Um, so uh, the case with my, my children, I guess I uh, let them uh, be free as much as possible uh, because I was uh, also raised in uh, strict uh, guidelines. So I remember that I didn't like that at all but somehow I grew up doing the same thing. So I don't know about that, but um, uh, I show my kids that uh, they can, ha can have whatever they want if they dream about it and work uh, to, to get it. Uh, my, young, my older one is 12 and my younger is four, so the younger is, uh, can only watch me and the older uh, tries to listen, I hope. So I teach her that um, everything is possible and uh, if you put an effort in that you can get that and i try uh, not to limit her but um, for me education is important and um, i try to show by my example that you can uh, have something but uh, of course you have to be educated person uh, uh, at least uh, like finish school <laughs> because uh, nowadays uh, people are not, uh, especially in Ukraine, people go to universities, but um, 
it's not like I used to, uh, it used to be when I was at the university, when uh, diploma was uh, important. Now it's not as that important and you can have a profession only by um, having some kind of courses uh, and uh, getting a certificate and uh, well, you're an IT specialist or I don't know, of course you cannot do that uh, if you want to become a lawyer or a dentist or a, um, I don't know, a pediatrician because that's when it's important really. But I agree with that, you one second. This is wonderful. So now I'm really, really curious about something that I'm noticing and to test it, to ask you, is there a period in the past, maybe the Victorian era or the pre-Soviet um, times in the, the Slavic countries or anything like that, that you have a bit of vision or dreams or some even wish that you were born in that way, maybe in Paris or in France in that uh, older time walking in uh, Nice on the beach or something like that, dressed very elegantly or wearing a corset uh, dress or something like that. Can you comment? I'm just testing it because you spoke a lot about how things should be you're a traditionalist how things used to be the past versus the present with a bit more of appreciation for the past so i'm wondering is there a period in the past that you wish maybe you were born in and lived in and you would think you will be happier or are you happy to be a traditional woman in uh, 2021 in modern times uh, I'm happy to uh, live um, uh, in the time that I live now because uh, I appreciate all the technology and all the medical uh, innovations and improvements that we can um, use and enjoy and have a better quality of life um, and homes and uh, clothes and whatever. Uh, but I really, I have recently read a book about uh, Diana Vril and she was uh, an editor-in-chief uh, of um, Vogue and um, fashion editor of Harper's Bazaar in uh, America. And uh, she was born like in late um, 1895, uh, I guess, if I'm not mistaken. And she lived through all these uh, uh, times that, uh, that formed uh, the fashion that we have now, because of course, um, fashion uh, was influenced by all those uh, beautiful costumes, uh, I, I, no costumes, you cannot put it like that, uh, clothing of uh, uh, different times and um, centuries. But uh, the main <clears throat> change in the fashion happened uh, in fashion happened uh, like uh, starting from 1920 uh, till uh, maybe I don't know maybe 2000. Uh, I don't know about um, about uh, uh, the last 20 years because uh, I am uh, witnessing all that has happened uh, happening. But I wish I was. Uh, able to live through the time when Coco Chanel uh, started her, um, uh, her work, her journey, when Christian Dior uh, was working, when Yves Saint Laurent was working. Uh, working. I, I just wish I uh, somehow got to, a chance to live through the times to witness all that was happening, that uh, those free spirits, 70s, 80s, 90s, when John Galliano was working. So it's uh, really like, um, I can read about that, but I wish I could have a time machine and transport myself to the times um, and see it, um, see it myself in real life. I like this. And you said 
you're a, vir- a visual person. You see, like you said, you wish to see it. And even before you spoke about how you had this image of how an elegant woman should be. So two things. Are you a very visual person? Which I assume, of course, the answer is yes, but to verify. As well as when you're doing a stylist work, do you look at the person and then imagine them in a different, I don't mean like in a different way, but you imagine that elegant version of them, that elegant uh, clothes that will suit them and then you go look for something that fits that image or do you go around see different pieces and then use the pieces you find to create an image if you understood what I mean that whether when someone comes to you as a stylist for example do you start with the image of what you want them to look like and then look for the pieces or do you find pieces and then you use the pieces to create the image it goes both ways, I guess, because as I'm uh, a visual person and who lives by uh, visuals and images in her head, in my head, um, well, um, it depends what uh, um, what is the task. Uh, if I'm styling a real person in a real life and I am selecting a, a clothes for her everyday life or uh, for... Um, for example, a visit to the opera or um, a wedding that she's visiting, uh, then, of course, uh, I have to reflect her personality and I cannot put her in the clothes that I like because she is not me or he. So uh, she should be comfortable and uh, and powerful again in that clothes and she, uh, she should like what she wears. So I have a vision and I can only... And I uh, speak with the person and spend some some time, and then we uh, come to a certain conclusion where I uh, offer what uh, are my ideas, and a person uh, can uh, agree or disagree, and we like uh, decide on something. If uh, but for for most, it's a client, uh, it's a person, and she has to be uh, comfortable in the clothes, and they have to reflect her her inner personality, world, and views, and stuff like that. If uh, it's uh, for uh, for example, like fashion shoot or maybe uh, some clothing campaign, it's about all uh, it's about uh, the image. So it's just a model, and she can put anything that uh, a stylist puts on her and uh, select it. So it depends on the task um, uh, of the uh, client who asks uh, me to do the job. So I powerful, think- like you said, powerful, like a knight put in an armor. You use those words. That means it's something very yes. important to you. So I will ask double question again, because this is so fascinating. One, what does powerful really mean to you? And second, are you someone who... You feel, of course, a lot of emotions, but it's like that armor of the night where you try to keep those emotions protected and not show too much emotions to other people. Uh, I guess that I'm a a reserved person, so I show emotions only to the closest ones. And uh, people who don't uh, know me uh, well, uh, well, I've heard a lot of times that uh, they think of me in a def- in a different way that I think of myself. So I think, um, and that's why maybe I am um, choosing uh, the clothes in that way. So, but I am, I, I just, uh, as I am connected to fashion and to clothing, I cannot really imagine in my mind how a person can 
put on clothes without any thought of what he or she is putting on uh, the body. So if you go out, how can you not think of uh, what... Uh, what will you uh, represent of yourself and how people will view uh, you in the society. So for me, it's uh, very important because uh, as I'm a visual person, I uh, read people by their clothes sometime and it helps me a lot. Sometimes I may be mistaken, sometimes not, but uh, I read people by their clothes. Someone reads them uh, um, by their makeup, for example, if it's a makeup artist, some... Uh, by their physique if it's a doctor and she knows uh, all these uh, details about a human body but I view people by their clothing so I uh, express myself uh, through my clothes as well and uh, uh, I'm not really keen on sharing my emotions with other people but it's just uh, the way I live and I I'm comfortable with that some some people are not and uh, it's interesting for me when I style them to talk to them and style them in that uh, kind of clothes. So it's like a challenge for me to, to see what uh, else there is in people and how I can dress them uh, in a different way that I, uh, that I dress myself. This is very interesting. So if I understood you correctly, with yourself, you like to be elegant, even traditionalist, reserved and conservative, because that's how you view that a powerful and elegant woman should be, but you are open, whether with your children, giving them freedom to do what they want and be the person they wish to be, or with individual clients to understand that per their personality and give them a style that matches their personality, not which matches yours. Did I understand correctly? Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. Look, this can go on forever. <laughs> I want to respect your time. It's so fascinating. Can you finish this interview with any words about Ukraine or advice or anything interesting you wish to share? As well as if people want to communicate with you to learn more about you, what links or websites or social media do you want to share that I will write in the description? I guess you can put my Instagram account because I'm uh, really active there. And um, what I can tell about Ukraine, I guess uh, that I'm really happy that uh, um, maybe 10 or 20 years ago, there was uh, no street style. And uh, if uh, to speak about fashion, and uh, I'm really, really happy that there are people now, a lot of them who express uh, themselves in various uh, interesting ways through clothing. And I'm happy to see that uh, there are a lot of uh, reports about uh, Ukrainian street style during fashion weeks that we have here in Kiev. And they are on international media platforms uh, that write about fashion. It, ma it makes me really happy. So, and I'm happy that we have a lot of uh, talented designers in Ukraine that are known uh, all over the world and um, that, uh, up, uh, that are proud to say that uh, their clothes are made in Ukraine and they are of high, high quality. And uh, a lot of people buy them and come here and buy them in different boutiques uh, and selling uh, points throughout the world. So it makes me really proud uh, for these designers. And uh, maybe I will in some time be proud of myself when my brand grows a bit stronger and uh, become uh, 
become famous and people will know about it more. I'm also proudly um, proud of that, that I'm a Ukrainian and can create uh, beautiful clothes, uh, not only being in Paris or New York or Milan or London. So I guess that's it about like Ukraine that. in terms of fashion. <laughs> so if there are a few words that will describe you, it's elegance, grace and being proud. I guess, yes, you can put it that way. <laughs> Thank you. It was a pleasure and have a great day, Anna. Thank you for the wonderful, wonderful questions. You too. It was great chatting with you.